you have just entered the baddest biker bar in the investment world. Welcome to the Danger Zone. It's the Danger Zone on Money Life, where we talk with the experts from new constructs, where they evaluate securities on a scale of most attractive to most dangerous. They do it by bringing together discounted cash flow analysis and forensic accounting. They dig in at the footnotes level and work their way up instead of settling for the standard top-down approach. Frequently, they find that the numbers, when you look at them that way, are misleading. They're not creating the, the picture that New Constructs believes is true. If it's misleading and it's working for you, like it could help you, that might make an investment attractive. But all too often, it's working against you or against the company, and that makes an investment dangerous. Here to discuss it all, Kyle Gusky, investment analyst at New Constructs. Kyle, it's great to have you back on Money Life. Thanks for having me back. Kyle joins us on the GameBridge Hotline. GameBridge has embarked on a mission to create a digital platform that provides direct access to trusted annuity products without complexity or hidden fees. Learn more at GameBridge.life. Kyle, who's in the danger zone this week? Lord Abbott Growth Leaders Fund. Lord Abbott Growth Leaders Fund. It's ticker symbol LGLAX, at least for the A shares. And there are other share classes, but apparently they all share the same problem where you guys are concerned. So why is this fund in the danger zone? Yep. So each of these share classes either gets very unattractive in the case of LGLAX or unattractive rating on our side um, for the rest of the share classes. And when we look at a fund, we start with, you know, the drivers of performance. It's going to be the holdings. Um, so we look at the holdings, we look at the methodology and try and figure out, okay, you know, is the methodology leading to a quality portfolio? Um, in this case, the stage methodology is pretty vague. Um, the kind of fact sheet information on the fund says they're looking for innovative and superior businesses, you know, operating in stock price momentum. Again, kind of vague, not really a way to measure what the uh, management is actually picking. So then we deep down, dig down into, okay, that's their methodology. Let's look at the holdings. And we do that, we find that, you know, they allocate 43% of their portfolio to unattractive or worse rated stocks, only 11% to attractive or better rated stocks. And that compares, you know, worse on the unattractive side and uh, attractive side than the benchmark and the S&P 500 overall. So you're basically getting, you know, worse holdings, um, a vague methodology that's leading to those bad holdings. And then to top it off, we add in, you know, total annual costs that are above average and well above any index or, you know, the market fund in general. Now, I should point out, as happens frequently when new constructs has a fund that's very unattractive and in the danger zone, that it's frequently a fund that Morningstar puts in the buying zone. Now, Morningstar isn't making buy, sell, and hold recommendations when it gives a star rating, but the top 10% get five stars, the next 22% get four stars, next 50 some odd percent get three stars, then it's again 22 and, and 10 at the bottom. And they say, you know, four and five stars, where are going to go? And oh, by the way, that is where the vast majority of money invested in mutual funds does go. And LGLAX is a four-star fund. Why the disconnect here? What is it that New Constructs sees that Morningstar either doesn't see or just flat out disagrees with? Um, a lot of it comes down to backward versus forward looking. Um, we know Morningstar waits into their ratings or their star rating, you know, uh, past performance, our rating doesn't look at past performance at all. We're basically looking at the holdings of the fund and what we expect them to do in the future. Um, if a stock has, you know, 
good profit growth and low expectations for future profit growth and valuation. That's what we've considered, you know, a cheap stock, undervalued stock. In this case, we're looking at uh, the holdings of LGLAX specifically with basically valuations that imply profits are going to grow, you know, nearly five times their current levels, which is uh, well above the expectations baked into the holdings of the benchmark and the S&P 500. So really, you know, what we're saying is, you know, going forward, we expect this fund would be, you know, an underperformer largely because the expectations baked into its holdings are for huge profit growth that, uh, you know, hasn't happened in the past or is extremely unlikely to happen in the future just because of how much, you know, growth would be required in those stocks. You know, fund companies measure one of the things that they provide with an actively managed fund as what they call active share. It's kind of like, hey, we didn't follow the index. How much of our performance is due to our great stock picking? And obviously, you're looking in a space where I assume if there was something you found that was worse than this, you would have picked that one in the danger zone. So when you're looking at a fund that is out of sync, the new constructs way, is there anything you can ascribe it to? I mean, it obviously has to look to you like it's bad stock picking to them. I guess they might think it's contrarian stock picking or it's whatever, right? I mean... They're not going out and intentionally trying to buy bad stocks, but they're somehow making a case that's different than yours. Yeah, part of it could come down to, you know, philosophy of, you know, if you're chasing growth and we would kind of, you know, caution is, you know, hey, you can chase growth stocks, but if you're buying stocks that are already overpriced, then you're going to have a harder time uh, outperforming. And so in that case, you know, we're looking at the valuation of the holdings as a whole. Um, And so, you know, when we see that they've got a market implied growth appreciation period, which is basically looking at how long they need to grow profits of, you know, 63 years on average. That's, you know, that's a huge market implied growth appreciation period, you know, for reference, the S&P is you know, 34, which is again, not great, but well below this fund. And so we, you know, want to look at it from a kind of expectations investing. If the stocks you're buying are already have massive profit growth expectations, then it's going to be harder to outperform just because of how much is already baked into that stock price. And, you know, to kind of outperform, you would have to achieve above and beyond those expectations. So in this case, you know, if you're chasing growth, you're looking for high growth companies, you've got to find ones that aren't already, you know, building that into the stock price. And in this case, that's exactly what this fund is holding. New Constructs is always also about the fees. And this is a fund that I can't imagine if it was a low cost fund, you'd be saying it's a lot better because again, it has a portfolio that's inherently dangerous, but the fees are, you know, taking what takes it from bad to worse, right? Yes. So we look at the fees, you know, we look at the what we call the total annual cost, which looks at, you know, front end, back end, any redemptions or expense ratios. And then we also build in, you know, transaction costs. So while funds might point out that, you know, the active share of outperformance, we also put in, you know, how much is costing you for those actively managed funds. In this case, you know, LGLAX has an annual turnover of, you know, 140%. That's going to add 30 basis points to the total annual cost calculation. So we're looking at, you know, Total annual costs of upwards of three and a half percent, which just means they've got to outperform by that much more over, you know, a holding period to even beat the benchmark with the costs involved. So yes, you know, lower fees would make it somewhat better, but in this case, we've got you know bad holdings and high fees um, makes a bad combination. We always are looking at stocks and saying, you know, here's what we think they'd be worth, and coming up with a way to get a valuation. This fund is trading for roughly $26 a share. What is the worst case scenario on this? So in this case, you know, we can look at the holdings level. Uh, We can look at kind of the economic book value of all the holdings, which would be kind of the no growth value. Um, In this case, we're seeing that the 
current price is almost you know 4.7 times the economic book value. Um, so if you wanted to kind of extrapolate that towards the you know fund value, it would be you know almost five times overvalued at this point. Um, obviously, it's not a perfect comparison, but that kind of gives you reference on the holdings um, are nearly five times their no growth value. Yeah, which means that you believe that this fund is worth probably closer to five bucks a share, a little bit more than five bucks a share, rather than closer to twenty five bucks a share. Yes, on like a no growth, and obviously, you know, everyone has different expectations for growth, but that's what we look at. You know, how much are you valued above the current value of your company? And in this case, mutual fund holdings. And that is why LGLAX, Lord Abbott Growth Leaders, the A shares but all of its sister share classes too, is in the danger zone this week. Kyle Gusky, thanks so much for joining me to talk about it. Great to be back. Thanks. Kyle Gusky is investment analyst at New Constructs. They're online at newconstructs.com and on Twitter at New Constructs. And we are heading for home on today's edition of Money Life. Up next, big interview time. I'll be talking with Quincy Crosby, Chief Global Strategist at LPL Financial, when Money Life returns after a brief message. 